RHD 107.9 Life. James here with you. Got such a massive show tonight. It is not funny. Amazing special guests. H.I.M. He is Mighty. A fantastic music group here in Adelaide are coming in to chat and perform three songs for us here tonight. We've also got a very, very special guest in Craig Bruce. He's the former head of Austereo and the hit radio network. He was the former program director uh, nationally for them. He's coming in to have a bit of a chat about his impressions of radio and also what what he's doing to help make Arch D oh, better than it is already. I'm joined now by a group of awesome guys from a group called HIM. Uh, I am joined by Jago. How are you going? Hello. How are you going? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Great to have you here. And EJ, how are you going? How are you going, Jay? I'm good, thanks. That's good. And a guy uh, who has come along who I thought was part of the band. It's actually really funny because I got I got your, your run sheet, how it's all set up and, you know, talk about Jago, talk about EJ. And uh, Mark walked in and I thought, oh, yeah, I know all about Mark from looking at the, the press release and all that kind of stuff. And then when I finally looked at it before we got started, it says Josh, not Mark. So essentially, you're along for the ride. Yeah, pretty much. Or you are the ride. Yeah. You're the guy who's yeah. giving everyone a lift <laughs> that's fantastic well it's great to have you here mark and i'm i'm sure there'll be something that we could ask you along the way <laughs> yeah, <not> really, man. <laughs> that's cool all right now guys um him uh jago tell us a little bit about it how did it come to be what's it all about what's it stand for to start with um him stands for he is mighty yep so um and we started the band last year so 2015 early early last year when we finished our term leading in yfc which is um our youth group right for youth for christ and we finished our term but we wanted to keep serving somehow so we were like oh why don't we start something he um ej actually um told me about it what, what he was thinking and, and what were you thinking EJ? i was thinking i was like you know i'm pretty bored i mean like you know we're not doing anything with our lives right now we're not organizing anything let's do what we do best let's make music so you know we came up with it and grab a few people we, had, we have josh yeah he's from yfc as well yeah yeah so now we, we sing at churches um the cathedral we've started singing the cathedral now mm. okay yeah, cool so um yeah we just really like wanted to do something with our talents i feel like you know we didn't want to get like go for a ways because it was we were just hanging around, just doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And it's a big part of yeah. um, YFC as well, the, the sure, music sure. ministry. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I came along last year uh, when we were talking about the Australian Catholic Youth Festival to one of your gatherings at Cathedral Hall, and it was an amazing atmosphere. I'd never been to a YFC uh, night before, so it really blew me away. It was incredible. <laughs> Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you approved. That's, that's good. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you're doing musically, the songs you're writing, the kind of music you're performing, that sort of thing. Um, well, most of the songs that we have, um, I wrote in my bedroom, actually. Um, but um, normally how we do it is like, um, I would pitch an idea to EJ and, you know, he will add on to it okay. or something or he would write a full song and then we see if like we like it and then we could add on to it and I'd do the same thing. I'd write up a whole song and then I'd play it to them and uh, see if they like it. Yeah. Um, um, but um, most of the songs that we tend to write are, are like, like based on like how we pray. Okay. Or at least that's what I do when okay. I write, when I write um, uh, a worship song is base it of like how i pray which is how i talk to god and okay you know then that's kind of how i go about writing 
writing like worship songs. So. Fantastic. Well, look, I'd love to hear um, yeah. uh, a song. You're going to start with a song. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, this song um, is called um, Lord of All. And I actually wrote it based on Psalm 138. So I was, okay. I was just reading that and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll do something with this. And, you know, kind of change up the words a little bit, you know, add the... Uh, like, and then played it with the chords that I came up with and I was like, oh, okay, that works well, you know. Uh, it's called Lord of All.
to 107.9 Life HD Radio. James here with you. I'm here today with the guys from HIM, Jago and EJ. How are you going, guys? Hello. Fantastic to have you here. Love that last song. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Thanks. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, really in terms of your own faith journey. You know, uh, spiritual music is obviously a huge part of your own ministry and the way in which you express your faith. Jago, for you, is this something that goes back a very long way? Is your family yeah, Catholic uh, religious? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I, I was born in the Philippines and okay. I lived there until I was 12. And, you know, I was raised in a very Catholic religious family. Um, with my parents um, being members of a, a couples group as well, like a Catholic group as gotcha. well. So, you know, like all throughout my life over there, I was raised and going to church every Sunday mm. and, you know, but um, my faith didn't really get as intense as uh, you know, when, uh, until I joined YFC. Okay. When and you were here in when Australia. I was, when I, when, yeah. When I moved here in Australia and, and I joined YFC and mm-hmm. that, that's when I, that's when eventually, you know, got stronger and made me want to learn more about God and really, really take interest in the mass, especially, and, you know, really pay attention because I, when I was, when I was younger, I, you know, like mass was such a regular thing that um, it was something that you just go to or this I just went to. And, and I think too, in the Philippines as well, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, to be Catholic is actually the dominant religion. And yes, it's yes, more it likely is. to find someone who is Catholic than someone who was anything definitely, else, even definitely. atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, not, not a lot of people who are, yeah, who are atheists. Like, um, majority of the people in the Philippines are Catholic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, growing up, like I didn't really pay attention much in the mass because it's been such a regular thing for me. And everyone does it. Everyone every, goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah that's, that's what everyone does it. Yeah. And then, you know, when, um, when I came here in Australia and I joined YFC and that's, that's when it kind of really got intense and really made me learn more about him. So in return, like I, you know, I actually pay attention to mass and, and, you know, in, in everything that goes on in my faith and really paid attention to my faith, especially, um, being a former leader of YFC, you know, you really have to have a lot of faith in you because that, um, that's what you use to share to your members. Sure. And, you know, to be able to really lead, you got to have a strong faith. And What's your background story like, EJ? Similar um, to um, Jago's or yeah, a bit different? Pretty, pretty similar. Um, I was born in the Philippines as well. Okay. And, um, yeah, Jago and I go way back because we joined YFC at the same time. Okay. In 2010. Yes. Yeah. Are you from a similar part of the Philippines, you guys? Ah, uh, no, actually. I'm from the northern side. I'm from the province. Okay. And you're like, Jack goes in the city. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like, you know, meeting people um, like Jago has the, the same faith. Because growing up you know, in primary school, you know, like you said, um, it's hard to find, you know, Catholics or like people who have the same faith as you. And yeah. just seeing people in a group of, um, you know, young people just really enthusiastic about their faith. It's what kind of inspired me to really kind of change the way I look at things, the, the way I live. And um, the joy, the joy that, you know, the leadership kind of got me is you know, the joy of seeing, you know, um, seeing others get closer to Christ. And, um, you know, that's what I love doing, like serving others, serving, um, you know, I call YFC as my family. So, yeah. you know, I call them my younger brothers and sisters. Oh, and, wow. That's great. And it's, yeah. you know, it's beautiful to see them, um, you know, really 
participate in mass, go to adoration, really, you know, you know, give their hearts out when they serve God. But when we did it at the um, at the youth festival last year, and even though it was a shortened version of adoration, because mm. adoration goes for an hour traditionally, yeah, uh, it was a shortened version. I think even then, so many people came up to me afterwards and said, you know, in that room of you know three and a half thousand people, and said it was all there. We're all kneeling. It was completely silent. Mm. All in that moment of combined worship together, completely silently. So many people said, literally, probably the majority of people said it was their highlight. It was the yeah, part that the they thought yeah, was the greatest part. Sure. It is. It really is. It really was. For, yeah, I think it was, it was for me yeah. too, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, because it's it's a, you know, it's like what I said. It's such a it's such a great feeling when you're in there, and you know, when you're just by yourself with God. That it's 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 something very different. Something that you don't experience regularly, other than when you're in adoration. I'd love to hear a really a really devotional praise and worship song. Then, if you got one, I'm in that I'm in that zone. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we got one for you, don't we? Okay. Um. So this one is called uh, "He Is Mighty." Yeah, I guess we're just gonna play it. Yeah, go for it.
Fantastic stuff, guys. That's that's really stunning. Thank what you, a thank stunning you. piece of music that is. That's thank beautiful. Well done. <laughs> and beautifully sung too, Jack. That was gorgeous. Thank you. Fantastic. Now, guys, I'd like to check a little bit about... Oh, by the way, you're listening to RHD on uh, 107.9 Live. My name is James. I'm here with HIM. He is Mighty, a group that's come out of uh, Youth for Christ here in Adelaide. Fantastic musicians, and it's great to have them here today on RHD. Um, be great to talk a little bit about of um, when you guys aren't doing this, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that you kind of do and get up to. Now, I've been told by a very reliable source that uh, you guys are very keen cooks. <laughs> yeah. Is this true? Yes, Is this legit? Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time together, obviously. And, um, yeah. And when we're together, it's just like a bunch of exper- experimenting in the kitchen. And, oh, you know, yeah. Okay, like, give, give, me, give me an idea of what I kind of... Right. Okay, let, can I, give me an idea uh, of uh, an experiment gone well and okay, an experiment okay. gone badly. Right. Well. Well, you go with the well first. Like, okay. Well, okay. Um, well is because we 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 love we love going to, we we love going to like um, Wednesday wings at oh, the Curious Squire. Yeah. Fifty cent wings. Fifty cent wings. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, can I get as many wings as you can for fifty cents? It's 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 absolutely awesome. Um, so like we we like a bunch of. The I'm not no. You can't say that your experimenting going well is you going out for food. No, <laughs> that doesn't work. No, no. <laughs> there was one time. It's like, it was very experimental. And you know Epic Meal Time on YouTube? Sorry, what? Epic Meal Time on YouTube. I so don't. There are a bunch of guys that just buy a bunch of food and they make something out of it. So they put bacon and hamburgers together and mix it up, oven it up. So we're like, okay. yeah, let's copy them. So I brought like lasagna over to his place, I think. And I'm like, this is too plain. This is too boring. Let's okay, try so this something. was made lasagna. It was just, yeah. This is yeah, a frozen, yeah, frozen lasagna. Oh, a frozen lasagna. So was, yeah. No good will come from this. Nah, nah. <laughs> so we're like, what should we do? So we bought at least like 10 chicken and mayos from McDonald's and we stacked them on top of the lasagna. Fries. And we put spaghetti sauce on top, fries on top, and sweet and sour sauce on top and baked it. <laughs> Did you honestly believe that you're going to come out... Carve out a shovel load of whatever it was that you just made we and go, cheese. you know what? They should sell this. No, mind you, right? Mind you. Yeah. This this, this, this these were made burgers and like hot fries. This sounds disgusting. <laughs> no, on top on top of frozen lasagna. I know, it's like <laughs> so oh, we needed we needed cheese to like stick them together. Oh we yeah. We didn't have cheese, so we used spaghetti sauce. We do like spare spaghetti sauce. Like, put the spaghetti oh, sauce. Oh god, in. I feel so, nauseous. So, so here we are. <laughs> we were waiting. We were excited. So here we are with like a bunch of burnt like burgers, oh, right? Oh my god. So we and then like, the lasagna wasn't even cooked yet. <laughs> and like just flopped like out of place. And we tried it. The first bite was like oh, not bad. And then as we go on, like, oh. like we should just eat in the burgers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I reckon the, the the best way to prepare that would be throw it all the bit and start with something else. That's exactly Eat a we- raw carrot, I reckon, would be better. I don't know, man. Well, that sounds like yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was this just kind of like a cra- just a crazy idea out of yeah. nowhere? Yeah. Like some, as in you know, some Saturday afternoon, you have too much time. It was actually yeah. a night. <laughs> yeah. it was a night. We were just like tired and everything. Yeah, was, like, we oh. should, yeah. no, we should. We're hungry. We should do something, and yeah, that's yeah. how it came about. And, uh, we got time for one more song from you guys. Uh, what's it going to be? Um, we're going to play um, 
Who you introduced it, actually? I'm going to play Good Good Father by Chris Tomlin. Oh, great song, great song. Yeah. By the way, guys, thanks so much for coming in. Thank uh, you. Um, EJ and Jago um, from HIM. Um, have you guys got a YouTube channel or something people can check out? Yes, we do. Uh, you could subscribe on our YouTube channel. Well, what we'll do is we'll put a link to it on our Facebook page. Yes. Just go to Facebook, look for HD Radio, and all the details yes. are there. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, and um, no look forward to hearing hearing this yeah, song. Thank you, family. Definitely. Thank you. Call me deeper still as you call. 
listening to ArchD 1079 Life and a big thanks to the guys from HIM for coming in today. Fantastic stuff. Look, as a radio announcer and a huge fan of radio as a whole, there are probably three people in the world that I would be both honoured and truly terrified to interview above all. And all of them are just legends in the medium. Um, Ira Glass, who really is the creator of Narrative Radio, host of This American Life, uh, another one would be the host of ABC's Conversations and show and podcast, Richard Feidler. And the third would definitely be Osterio's former National Program Director and now host of the Radio Game Changers podcast, Craig Bruce. So it is my dubious and nervous pleasure to welcome Craig Bruce to HD Radio. Hi, Craig. Oh, one of these people is not like the other. <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm not in that league, mate, I, but I, I appreciate that. That's oh, look, okay. I, I appreciate that you're being so humble <laughs> to say that. And that's and, and the thing is, I'm sure all three of those names would all say the same thing. So Richard Fyde would be like, oh, you're not putting me in the same category as Craig Bruce, are you? Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> He's not going to do that. Now, look, there's so much to talk about because... You have worked with so many different people um, yeah. over the course of your career, um, both on radio, um, on air, and also behind the scenes working as a, as a programmer. Now, Hamish and Andy, you were there right from the get-go with those guys. Yes. And you've worked you know, extensively with Kyle and Jackie O. In looking at the commonalities of those shows um, and all the other great shows that you've worked on nationally, is there a moment when you listen to that show and you go, okay, that's working now? There's a sudden gel point. Is there a moment that you can kind of hear that's tangible where you can say, yes, it's now? Uh, Hamish and Andy and, and Kyle and Jack, it's funny you should say that because um, there were really 
very clear and specific examples of when I personally thought um, there was something really special with both of those shows. I mean, some shows have aha moments, but normally it's something that is built up over time and you can only kind of look back and go, okay, all of the work that we've done over a long period of time has has um, resulted in this. Um, is and there a usual time period involved in that? Like, not is really. There, no? um, it's funny because I think sometimes when you look at when you start um, benchmarking success, and when I say you know true success, shows that have been around for a long period of time, Hamish Nanny, Kyle and Jack, um, Husey and Kate, these sorts of shows, um, you know, you then go looking for okay, well, what what happened with them, and how long did it take them, and and then try to apply that with every other show, and it doesn't work that way. I mean, every single path. Every single show is different, and you, you have to, as a as a talent coach or program director, you've kind of it's got to be horses for courses. It has to be. This is a, a brand new combination, and the the chemical reaction of the hosts will be different to other shows that I've worked with previously. So you have to go in with a really fresh set of eyes and ears to each and every show that you work on. Um, but look. Um, radio is a long game. It always has been. It's a it's a relationship based medium, and um, relationships uh, like uh, both on and off the air are, are built over time. And the, you know the shows that succeed are the ones that 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 become um, uh, more than more than where they started from over a long period of time. Now, in the all the time that you've been working in commercial radio um, over the years. Is there a particular moment that stands out to you as one that you'll kind of hold on to and go, man, that was an amazing moment? And I'd be keen to know as well whether or not this was a moment that happened early in your career, like as you were kind of starting out and establishing yourself, or something that kind of happened as you were sort of like in a more directorial role. I had, um, I mean, I can think of lots and lots of moments for me that impacted me personally. Um, And I guess as I've gotten older, I've, I've been able to, you know, refer back to moments that um, impacted in a way that has hopefully moved me forward as a programmer and as a coach. I think the one that stands out for me, uh, and it, it's um, it's got all the colour and theatre of a of a really good story. At the end of two thousand and four, um, I'd moved up to Sydney to work on Today FM. Um, the Judith Lucy Breakfast Show was on mm-hmm. the air at the time and not doing particularly well. And the program director, my one of my mentors and my head of content at the time, a guy called. Jeff Alice sent me up to Sydney and he said, look, you've got three months to work out whether the show is going to move forward into 2005 and if it's not, then what are we going to replace it with? Um, and it was pretty clear that, that Judith wasn't going to get there. So we're having lots of discussions around, around who the replacement show should be um, and after a period of time and a particular, you talked about, um, was there a moment, there was a particular break that I heard from Kyle and Jackie when they were doing Drive on the Today Network at the time. And I thought, I reckon that's a breakfast show. Mm. So um, at the time, I mean, it's easy to think about them now, but at the time they were seen as being a really young, teen-based show and, and really edgy, like super edgy, and they were, um, and, and all of the risks associated with, with um, putting them into breakfast. So, I, you know, as you do, you do a lot of, have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people and try to get everyone aligned before you finalise a decision. And so it was the day before the final survey result of 2004 uh, and it was, there were three of us in my office in Sydney and it was you know, late in the afternoon. It was one of those classic Sydney thunderstorms coming in yep. off, off Bondi Junction. Uh, so the storm clouds brewing. So it was just a perfect metaphor for, <laughs> for what was happening for Today FM at the time. <laughs> 
And uh, and I think it was the first time in my career um, where I really backed in my instincts. Um, so three people in the room. Uh, it was it was one all on whether we should move Kyle and Jack into Brecky. So my my position was yes we should. Someone who, who I also respected thought we should not. And then it was down to the final decision. And I said to um, this make a great movie. It's like well, this Faustian pact. Yeah. So the the Jeff Alice, who was the head of the group, had the final call. And I said, look, you've sent me here to do to fix this breakfast show and to fix today FM. Um, if you put Kyle and Jack in, I'll stay. If not, you'll need to find someone else. And and I wasn't Whoa. trying to force him into it, but I thought, yeah. I, I know that that's this is the right thing to do. So for me, it was, um, for someone who's always lacked a little bit of confidence, it was one of those moments where I thought, you know what, you've just got to back your instincts in and and trust that you're going to make a, a, um, a good decision more often than not. So that was a really important moment. And obviously the, the results came from that um, over time. Yeah. I mean, but you really put yourself on the line there. You're like, had you ever done anything like that before? Well, you kind no, of gone because I would love to be the kind of person to who go, we either do it this way or I'm out of here. I'd, like, was that a usual kind of reaction for no, you, or was were you that believing in what was going to happen? Well, that it I would mean, work? I, I I admire people that can do that all the time, and I got better at it. So I've, yeah. I've been a person that sort of evolved. I've, I'm I'm a different person to the 20 year old that that um that was here inside this body different to the 30-year-old, different to the 40-year-old, and I've, I've, um, I've tried to stay open to, okay, well, how do I keep getting better at whatever it is that I, I do? So I'm the same as you. I, I admire people that can come in and go, bang, we're doing it this way. Yeah, uh, That was a good desk thump yeah, too, yeah, by the way. Was, Very convincing. A, that wasn't a sound effect. <laughs> and uh, I, and I, I, I learnt over time to add a little bit of that to my, um, uh, to my management, no, not often because it's not who I am, but... Um, being strong and and um, you know really hard on a decision when you need to be is important. Yeah, you're listening to RHD Radio on 107.9 Life. I'm chatting with Craig Bruce, former program director of the Osterio Hit 107 Hit Network. I guess is what it became. Yep. You've been out of the game. Well, not out of the game, but you know out out of that environment, that immediate environment now for a bit over 12 months. Yes. Is there anything that you miss that you didn't think that you were going to? Um, I, t- to be honest, James, I miss it all. I really miss yeah. the people. I mean, I, I, I um, radio is a funny thing. It's, um, it's not for everyone, and it's uh, there's only when you when you care about radio and love radio um, enough to make it every day. Um, it's it's we're a we're a tiny band of weirdos to be honest <laughs> you know no one listens to the radio or cares about the radio as much as radio people do for most people it's a utility it's a free service and it's like a turning on a light switch it's either there mm. or it's not the only time you care about it is if the format that you've liked has either changed its breakfast show or changed the music position so um, I've been very fortunate in that respect that I've I've done uh, I've, I've essentially done a hobby and, and have been paid for it um, but the other part of it is that I, I love radio people there's this because I'm one of them and you know we talk a language and we and we all love the same thing and the, the creative process so I, I yeah I left a lot of friendships behind but they were radio friendships and and um, not that that they, they weren't as meaningful as real friendships uh, but it took me a little while to work through I guess there was a, a level of isolation for a period of time where you know particularly in the role that I was in where you know, in that, in a really big national role, the you know the 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 world revolves around you to a large degree, 
and when that's taken away, it takes a little while to kind of reset yourself. So I'm, I, I miss the people. Um, yeah. And I miss the process of working with people trying to create something interesting, whether it's a, a particular show or making a, uh, an individual performance or show performance better than it already is. That, that's the stuff that I like doing. Um, and I, I do that still now, not as much. Um, and when I say not as much, I, you know, I'm, I'm working with companies, but I'm not in them every day. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss the people. Just if we could talk a little bit about what you were just saying before in terms of the kind of work that you're doing now. Uh, you know, I've, I've read in interviews with you before you have mentioned that working with people, mentoring people, coaching them was one of your most enjoyable parts of the role that you used to do. Yep. How are you taking that now in terms of the work that you're currently doing? Well, it's really the only work that I do now. It's um, because uh, there's an element of the science of radio that, you know, it's a skill that is transferable. I, you know, most people can can learn the basics and the science of radio over time, and, and I'm happy to share that with people that I work with. But um, the idea of, of working with someone and, and finding out what their strengths are and helping them play to their strengths is the thing that um, I like doing. It's just a, um, I don't know how anyone could not get enjoyment from it. Now, another thing that you're working on at the moment as well, which was kind of the reason why we kind of, you know, we've been working together a bit on on improving work around ArchD and how to make it even yep. even better than it is already, <laughs> yep. uh, which has been an amazing, I just want to say to start with, thank you so much, because this is our fun. last session yeah. today, and this is how we're kind of ending it off. Mm. Uh, so huge thank you, it's yeah. been really, really wonderful. No I became aware of you sort of again, because I'd only really known of you, because I guess working as a program director is a behind the scenes sort of role. Mm. I'd known you would you work in SFM and then seen that you had done this podcast yep. were, uh, talking to other great radio announcers. Mm. And it's really a who's who. I mean, you know, Marty Sheargold, uh, Chrissy Swan, Mick Beloy, Tony Martin, Eddie Maguire, which was mm. a fantastic episode too, by mm. the way. It's not a, I know you're a footy guy, but I'm not a footy guy. But I just found him just amazing yeah, guy. Is. And you've done a whole bunch of two seasons in Australia and now one season that's currently happening um, over in the UK, which yes. is also fantastic. Uh, and anyone who's interested at all in the art of making radio, yep. I would say definitely listen to it and check it out. You've done an amazing job of, of this show. There's heaps of questions I'd like to ask you about it. But one thing I'd love to ask you about it is in talking to these guys about kind of their processes and how they make radio, has there been anyone that has said something that really jumps out at you at going, wow, that's completely different to everything that I thought about yeah. doing that, a different kind of wisdom or a different process? I think I, I'm surprised uh, through every episode and through every interview um, with, with different moments along the way. One of the things that I, I, I guess um, I'm not surprised about but I've been really interested in is the, is the general themes that, that have become um, really obvious along the course of most of the interviews um, and those themes are you know breakfast hosts uh, and, and breakfast shows and making great radio is a, is a curation game it's about curating content and when I say that it's about making decisions around the, the the choices you'll make that will help you sound different to other breakfast shows and really successful performers work that out and um, and it sounds much easier than it is in 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 practice because what it re requires you to do is you, it requires um, you to be unconventional and to take a chance and to move into pathways that others aren't on. Um, so all, all of the really good announcers, and I reckon people that are good in most industries end up um, creating their own pathway and, and play things a little more 
uh, um, unconventionally. And certainly that's the case from a radio perspective. Um, you know, radio is one of those classic convergence industries. So for listeners um, listening to radio, it all sounds the same. You know, you all play the same music and you've all got similar voices. And you all have ad breaks and ah, it's all the same. Um, so the listener experience is, is it's just, it's all, uh, you know, when I watch the Today Show and I watch um, um, Sunrise, it's the same show. It's, yeah, you've got a couple of friendly hosts and the, the banter might be slightly different. It's, it's the same show. So I think listeners hear it that way and I think really good announcers work, um, work out over time that they have to find ways to stand out. And then, and then the other element is... Um, you know, it takes a lot of bravery and a lot of skill to be yourself on the air. So there's normally there's a there's a veil and a, a mask that most performers wear on the air, um, and you do that because you, you kind of have to because it's there's a microphone and you can't swear and you can't say everything that's on your mind, and so that mask becomes a an excuse to hold things back at different points along the way. Um, but they're really great performers. You know, people like Chrissy Swan, and uh, you know, she's a standout in that respect. Um, just put it all out there and, and allow you to judge them based on exactly who they are. And that's and that, I, I love that because I think it's just a um, one. It's really skillful, and and two, it's really it's really courageous. That's fantastic. Well, Craig. Thank you so much for coming in and, and chatting to well, us good, today. It's been Thanks fun for the work that you. we've been doing yeah. on the show. And uh, Radio Game Changers, uh, radiogamechangers.com is yes, the website. Correct. And you can also access all the other bits and pieces there too. You are listening to RHD Radio every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10 here on 107.9 Live. Stay tuned to the station for more of your music and we'll see you in a few days. Bye.